The Voyage of the Poppy Kettle The fantastic Inca civilization, with its pyramid-shaped temples and wealth of gold, grew up in what is now Peru, and then spread its empire up and down the Andes Mountains. According to the Inca, El Nino ruled the wind, the weather, the ocean, and its creatures. El Nino was all-powerful and easily angered. This myth from Peru shows how El Nino could sometimes be kind, too. Soon after the Spanish conquest, in a part of Peru that had been ruled by the mighty Inca before them, there lived gnomes, as well as human beings, or so the story goes. These gnomes wore clothes very similar to that of the Inca, but they had long, shaggy hair and great big beards. Well, great big beards for gnomes, that is. An Inca gnome's beard would barely cover the top of your thumb. And like most gnomes, the world over, these gnomes were always getting into mischief. One day, in a place called Calo, which overlooked the sea, a small band of gnomes decided that enough was enough. We Inca gnomes enjoy fun, said one. And fun is one thing we certainly don't have now that the Spaniards are our rulers. I say we should go somewhere else. Fine sentiment indeed, said a second gnome. A fine sentiment. Where exactly would we go? Why, there of course, said a third, pointing to the horizon. What's there? asked a fourth. Who knows, said a fifth. It would be exciting to find out. But how will we get there, wherever there is? asked a sixth. Brown pelican will help us, said the last member of the group of gnomes, which means, if you've been paying attention, that there must have been seven gnomes in this particular group. Now, Brown Pelican was a messenger to El Nino, lord of the weather, wind and ocean. It was Brown Pelican's job to report to El Nino when people had been good and deserved his favour, and to report when they had been bad and deserved to be punished. Brown Pelican liked the gnomes a lot more than he liked the Spanish invaders. But he didn't have time to fly them all the way to the horizon and beyond. But I will take you to Machu Picchu, said the brown pelican. Why should we go there? asked one of the gnomes. Another one nudged him in the ribs. Shh, he hissed. Our brown pelican might not want to take us anywhere. Good point, whispered a third, though he too wondered why the bird would want to take them to Machu Picchu, an Inca city high in the Andes Mountains. Once, this city had been full of life and colour, but since the conquest, it lay empty and in ruins. It's very kind of you to help us like this, but why Machu Picchu? asked a fourth Inca gnome. You'll see, said Brown Pelican. Climb onto my back, all of you, and hold tight. No tugging on my feathers. So the seven gnomes clambered up onto Brown Pelican's back. There was a bit of pushing and shoving as each tried to get the best view without being too near the edge. None of them wanted to fall off once they were up and away. They landed in Machu Picchu on a ruined wall. Here you are, said Brown Pelican. I must be off now. Good luck with your voyage. But why did you bring us here? called out one of the bemused gnomes, feeling rather blown about from the flight on Brown Pelican's back. To find you a ship 
called out Brown Pelican as he flew up into the sky. You can't sail the seas without a ship. He's quite mad, you know, said one of the gnomes. Completely, agreed a second. He must be, agreed a third. How can we find a ship up here? asked a fourth. Look, said a fifth. What? asked the sixth. There, said the seventh. And they all crowded around an object resting on a nearby wall. It's a ship, cried one with glee. Good old brown pelican, cried another. Where are the sails? asked a third. Good point, asked the fourth. We can make our own sails, said a fifth. Are you sure it's a ship? asked a sixth. It's a gnome ship, said the seventh. And a human poppy kettle. And this gnome was quite right. Made of clay, a poppy kettle looks like a cross between an old-fashioned kettle and a teapot. It was used for brewing poppy seed tea. All you needed were poppy seeds, three brass keys for flavour and boiling water. But the seven Inca gnomes weren't about to brew up some tea. Oh no, they said about turning the poppy kettle into a ship. When they were ready, El Nino sent them the great Silverado bird on the wind. The gnomes had just climbed aboard their ship, which they'd named the poppy kettle, when the bird swooped down, took the handle in its beak and flew them down to the beach. There, more help was at hand, and a magical silver fish towed them out into the Pacific Ocean. Now their journey began in earnest. A fair wind blew them toward the horizon, thanks to a little help from El Nino. They sailed for many days, until on one particular day they came close to disaster. They found themselves sailing too close to the Iguana Islands where the dragon lizards lived. If we get much closer, the poppy kettle will be smashed against the rocky shore, cried one of the gnomes. If we get much closer, we'll be smashed on the shore said another. If we get much closer, we'll be the dragon's lunch, said a third. Whatever shall we do? Willed a fourth. Blow on our sail, suggested a fifth. That's a silly idea, said a sixth. Shut up and blow, said the seventh. And they all did. But no matter how hard they tried to blow into the sail to make the ship leave the shore, the poppy kettle kept being blown inland. As if things weren't bad enough, the tiny clay vessel caught the attention of one of the dragon lizards which lumbered down to the rocks. Drooling at the thought of seven whole gnomes for his lunch, the creature's jaw dropped and, as happens with most dragons, flames and hot air spurted out. Fortunately for our band of travellers, the flames didn't quite reach them, but the hot air did. It filled their sails and blew the ship away from the shore, back out to sea. There was a lot of cheering on the poppy kettle as it was caught in a current and sailed on to safety. The seven Inca gnomes had many more adventures in their poppy kettle craft. One time they were caught in a terrible storm. Day after day huge waves crashed against the poppy kettle, tossing it up into the air and crashing it down on the ocean until the storm finally subsided. Oh, phew, said one. That was a close call, said a second. I thought we were going to drown, said a third. There's a crack in the poppy kettle, 
said a fourth. There was water coming in, added a fifth. Abandoned ship, cried the sixth. None of us can swim, pointed out the seventh. Don't panic, said a passing dolphin, tossing the poppy kettle with the seven gnomes inside it onto his back. We're being kidnapped, gulped all the little gnomes at once. No, you're not, said the dolphin. And don't forget that El Nino ruled over all the creatures in the oceans also. I'm giving you a free ride. The little gnomes were grateful. They really were. But dolphins have a habit of jumping up out of the water just for the fun of it. And whenever that happened, the poppy kettle with the seven little gnomes inside it went tumbling down the dolphin's back. In the end, they solved this problem by lashing their vessel around the dolphin's neck, or rather where a dolphin's neck would be if it had one, until they finally reached dry land. We've arrived! shouted the gnomes, tumbling onto the sand with glee. We've arrived! But they had no idea where they really were. In fact, or so the myth goes, El Nino's wind, waves and sea creatures had carried the seven little Inca gnomes all the way to Australia, where they lived out their days having fun and merriment in a way only gnomes know how to do. The End <laughs>